Hello, everyone. How are you doing? I'm Wendy Myers of MyersDetox.com, and you're listening to the Myers Detox podcast, where we talk about all different types of topics related to heavy metal toxicity and how they dramatically impact your health. Today, we're talking about mercury, mercury in dentistry. And we're talking to my personal dentist, Dr. Alareza Panapur. He's absolutely brilliant and he's just a uh, fierce fighter for uh, you know removing mercury from our mouths and doing that in a natural way. We're gonna be talking about biological dentistry versus mimetic dentistry and biomimetic dentistry. And we'll talk about the different methods that he uses his protocols before and after removing mercury fillings, why you want to remove your mercury fillings, all the health issues that can be caused by mercury amalgam fillings. We'll also talk about the results, the stunning results by a study by the World Health Organization of 35,000 people and the stunning symptom reduction people have had in a number of different health issues, allergies and dizziness and immune issues, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, um, after removing their mercury fillings. Um, we'll also talk about you know, uh, why biological dentistry is really may not be enough, uh, may not be enough to have a biological dentist remove your mercury fillings and the extensive protocols that Dr. Panapur goes through to prevent uh, his own ingestion of mercury when he removes mercury fillings. We also talk about gold and mercury fillings and why, you know, if you have gold and mercury fillings in your mouth at the same time, you're pretty much, uh, you have a battery effect uh, in your mouth and that you want to have that corrected. Though Dr. Panaport is a fan of gold fillings, those are okay, but we talk about some of the pros and cons of them. So just a really, really interesting show. Have to watch this if you have mercury fillings in your mouth. I know you guys watching the show are concerned about your heavy metal toxicity and your body burden of toxins. And so I created a quiz at heavymetalsquiz.com. You can go there. It takes two minutes to take the quiz. And I know you guys are concerned about heavy metals in your body and how to remove them, how to detox them properly, because I assure you that heavy metals and chemicals are the number one primary drivers of disease today. That's why I do this show, because I want to help you live your best life and help you feel as good as you deserve to feel. And heavy metals, I'm telling you, are weighing you down. They are contributing to physical health issues, mental health issues, and, and so many other problems today that people are having with their health, with their immunity, uh, chronic infections, et cetera, et cetera. So go take the quiz at heavymetalsquiz.com afterwards to get your results and you get a free video series talk, you know, answering all of your frequently asked questions about how to detox your body. Our guest today is Dr. Alareza Panapur, and he's the most experienced holistic biological dentist in North America. He's also a biometric dentist, and he's been practicing 100% holistic biological dentistry since 1993, a true pioneer in dentistry. It's very early on. And he's known as one of the world's most experienced DDSs for detection and removal of root canals with infection and for cavitation surgery at the site of tooth extractions. Dr. Panapur is a frequent speaker on holistic uh, dental conferences and at naturopathic medical schools. And he's also uh, has documented patient case stories of healing through holistic dentistry in his book, The Good Dentist. 
Dr. Panapur's commitment to excellence in natural biological dentistry can be seen in his personal commitment to education. He has more than 150 advanced continuing education courses in his CV. Active in educating the public about the effects of using mercury in dental amalgams since 1993, Dr. Panapur was part of a movement that succeeded in the state of California in having dental offices post signs that inform patients about mercury and dental amalgams and the effects of mercury on human health. Dr. Panapur's greatest desire is to educate the public about the need for holistic biological dentistry, free of root canals, safe tooth extraction, and natural biomimetic materials when necessary as a path for every person's best health. You can learn more about Dr. Panapur and his work at systemicdentist.com. Dr. Panapur, thank you so much for coming on the show. Thank you so much for having me. Good day. We're going to talk today about mercury in dentistry. Mm. And so what are your thoughts on that uh, in general? Like, why are we still using mercury in the United States for cavities? Um, very interesting subject. I do get phone calls from different patients, of course, and even different sometimes organizations asking me the same thing. Let me kind of start with, with some of the basics of my experience. You know, um, I've shared this before in my different podcasts. In order for me to get to dental school, I had to take number series of courses anywhere from, you know, biology, histology, chemistry, organic chemistry, genetics, physiology, you name it, all these pre-science courses. And then um, I was eligible to take the dental admission test and then apply to dental schools. So with that said, when I got to dental school, they're telling me that some of the things, most of the things that I've learned in basic science doesn't apply now. And of course, it was mercury. One thing all these classes that I took before I got to dental school, basically all these science courses had one thing in common, and that was the periodic table, you know, table of elements. Number one most toxic substance on our earth is plutonium. And what do we do with plutonium? Well, we enrich it to uranium and we basically make atomic bombs with, or some sort of a nuclear energy fusion. Number two is mercury. So my question was, how could the second most toxic substance on our earth be okay now? And when asked too many questions, I was kind of, don't worry about it. I have it in my mouth. I've always put it in my patient's mouth. These are my instructors that are telling me this. I'm okay. I'm 100%. Don't worry about it. It's okay. I just couldn't accept that answer. So I would ask further questions, and there was only one research that was ongoing somewhere in South America where they actually took children, not adults, children, and they shoved mercury fillings in their mouth and kind of monitored them. I think this research is still going on, and there was no other research. So that really raised my curiosity, concern in dental school. Now, fast forward. So imagine we have 120, 30 students in dental school in the same room without any proper ventilation sitting there and mixing mercury, placing mercury, carving mercury. At that time, I mean, we had our normal dental mask, but I went to the hardware store and I bought the mask with mercury fil filters and what have you. 
And the teachers still frowned upon me to a point they told me that I'm kind of scaring other students. And if this continues, they're going to ask me to leave. So we won't get into that. I had to actually go to a hearing in my dental school to kind of protect myself. Fast forward to 1993, when I graduated, you know, I have a lot of family in Europe, a lot of doctors, a lot of uh, people that are in science. And I went to Sweden to do a one-month course in implants in dentistry. Uh, it was Brandenburg uh, course in Gutenberg. And right when I got there, because I was involved now with the university, Sweden banned mercury. And I was really impressed. Of course, I took as much, much, much as research as I could. I paid thousands of dollars to have them transcribed into English and brought that and showed it to my peers and my teachers. Still, I was frowned upon. You're being a real troublemaker. Yes. At dental school. <laughs> yeah. And, and after, I was even in certain organizations and meetings where I would bring up this issue and these other dentists will come into my face, anger, like about to beat me up and basically threaten me that I need to leave the course. And why am I talking about these issues? So forth. Fast forward a few years later, I was actually invited to be on Good Morning Sacramento, where I talked about Mercury. Basically, I was part of a group that we were trying to get Proposition 65 about the dental materials um, accepted. Basically, we wanted to pass this proposition. And I did the show in Sacramento. And within a week after, the state dental board attacked me on endangering people's welfare. And I did not know that there's actually a gag law in some of our big states that prohibits the dentist to tell their patients there's mercury in their silver fillings. So now we have, so now every time I spoke about mercury, any kind of a lecture, I was attacked either by the state board, quackwash, other entities just basically attacking me to that what I'm saying has no, has no research. And well, all the research are mainly done in Europe, you know, and there was no research available in the States. So this came a, a pretty much a pretty big struggle with these entities. And at one point, even Quackwatch sent four patients, a family to me when I was part of a practice in Irvine, California which pretended to be patients that live in, live in Orange County. And they asked, all came and asked to have their mercury fillings removed. And I did all of it. The night that I finished the last case, the next day I received four lawsuits from Quackwatch, not for any kind of clinical issues, like I did a bad filling that broke or the tooth ended up being damaged or nothing as such, but that I scared the patients, that I told them if they don't get the mercury fillings out of their mouth, they're going to get cancer and they're going to die. So I scared the patients that during the treatments, and I use advanced kinesiology. I'm a student of Dr. Dietrich Klinghart, Dr. Omora. So we use, I use kinesiology when I want to know what type of cement I should use or what type of composites I should use or 
what kind of antibiotics I should use, you know, what kind of anesthetic I should use. And of course, in order to do that, I have to touch the patient's shoulder. Um, and I have a surrogate when I do my O-ring muscle testing, which let me remind you is the only muscle testing by Dr. Omara that has a patent on it and is taught at major universities in Japan, in Europe, and at the time that I was going through his course at Columbia University. So they told me that I sexually harassed these patients, that I touched them in places that I shouldn't have. And of course, your dental malpractice insurance only covers you for malpractice, not for these type of issues. So my malpractice insurance told me settle, settle, settle. Of course, I said no. My insurance company dropped me. So I had to spend hundreds and thousands of dollars into protecting myself with your normal lawyer that I had to pay $700 an hour. Well, long story short, during the depositions and back and forth, we found out that this family didn't even live in the United States. They lived in Belgium. They were teachers for the military to teach them English and what have you. So imagine Quackwatch picked sponsors these people, flies them down, puts them in a hotel or, or whatever to pretend to be patients that live in California. Of course, by the time we were done, we were done with this case, we made sure that these four people can never come back to the United States again. Because when we caught them, oh, and they were videotaping me in a hidden purse while I was treating them. So by the time my lawyers got, got done with them, you know, they basically put their tail between their legs and they ran away back to Belgium. And interesting enough- And you hired Sweden, those Beverly Hills lawyers. Exactly. <laughs> I hadn't Mr. met Keith, those actually, before. <laughs> yeah, Mr. Keith Fink, who is a vicious ninja. You know, I'm talking about seven, $800 an hour lawyers here. And I pretty much went bankrupt, but I had to fight for my, you know, for my rights. So it's been an experience. It's been an experience now. I don't even tell patients they got to get their mercuries out. Patients reach out to me and ask me to take their mercury out. Now, we know that a lot of biological dentists, so-called biological dentists who take these weekend courses and on Monday, they're a biological dentist and they follow, they have to follow a certain protocol. We know that some of these protocols really started with Dr. Huggins, Hal Huggins. He used to refer to me as one of his warriors. So he would give these classes and people will come take the classes. And at the end of the course, if you paid $6,000 more a year, you would be placed on Dr. Huggins' website. So these patients would reach out, look at the website, find a dentist they would go to. Now, uh, with programs like IAOMT, there's what, what's called a SMART protocol. Basically, make sure that proper rubber dam is placed, and you have to pay extra within these entities to get these certain certifications. Can you explain what the IAOMT is? IAOMTA is basically a group of dentists, International Academy of Dental Toxicology, are basically a biological dental group that have courses. Actually, they have a course coming up. They have a, a convention coming up this weekend. So they give courses, they invite me or different practitioners to talk about different aspects in so-called biological dentistry. Now, there is no specialty in biological dentistry. So anybody can take a course during the weekend and on Monday call themselves a biological dentist. I get calls from all of the United States. You know, we can't come to you. Who should we go to? 
Now, if I don't know this biological dentist, if this is one of those weekend warriors, I would never refer my this patient to so-called a biological dentist. But I will refer the patients to what's referred to as biomimetic dentist, which is a whole different academy. In this academy, basically, pretty much everything we learned in dental school as far as far as as far as doing fillings is thrown out, is fashe. You know, whole new concept and how to prep the tooth properly, remove the decay, conserve as much tooth structure as possible. Don't just jump into doing crowns. It's really about adhesive dentistry, restorative dentistry. And you have to, again, spend about $10,000, $12,000 within these courses to get your certification and master it. So, you know, when the, any monkey can remove a filling, honestly, anybody can sit there and drill a filling out. But it's about rehabilitation. It's about rebuilding, you know, above and beyond the protocol to make sure that your patient's safe, you as a doctor, your staff and the environment, this is above and beyond all those things, you know, which I highly recommend, of course, for any dental practice. So you do have to take some courses, do some certification exams, purchase some extra equipment, again, to keep yourself, your patients, and the environment safe. So this has been some of the history behind this mercury issue. Now, oh, one thing I forgot to say, I, I forgot to say that these four patients actually that were from Belgium, Right after Sweden, Belgium, Switzerland, Germany, all these continents banned mercury fillings. So all these European countries are banning mercury fillings because research is showing us how toxic they are for multiple different reasons in this medium of human. Can you, you explain know? that a little bit, the, the toxicity and the symptoms and the health Yes, uh, definitely. We're going to get into it. But let me first start, I'm going to do a little share screen, and let me start by some of the science behind what I'm about to present. So this PowerPoint that I'm just about to show you, this is what I really start with when I'm lecturing to different chiropractors, MDs, more people that have a science background. But I'll try to do my best to share some of this information so you guys really get the big picture here. Okay. Right. Yeah. And anyone so, listening to the audio, you can go to youtube.com slash Wendy Myers and watch this video if you want to see these slides. Fantastic. Okay. So basically, this is an aspect of dentistry that I refer to as neural dentistry. So as you see, this is our cranium. You have your upper teeth, lower teeth. The lower teeth are embedded in your lower jaw. And to the TMJ joint, the lower jaw with the lower teeth really become the back part of your cranium, upper teeth, upper jaw, upper jaw supports the orbits. So truly the bite here controls your cranium because of that connection. Now, if we take a closer look, you can see here that how all these nerves that go to our teeth, gums, nose, they're all come from one server, which is the fifth cranial nerve. Now, this right here is the fifth cranial nerve that basically comes from the brainstem from right here. And from here, it goes to a, what I call a big server, or in science, we call it the ganglion. From this main major ganglion, you have nerve intervention that goes to the forehead, eyes, nose, teeth, upper lip, upper teeth, lower teeth. 
And there's also intervention from this main nerve that goes to the vagus nerve that basically goes to your gut. Remember, these are your upper teeth, these are your lower teeth. So all these nerves that are responsible for your gums, for your teeth, for your nose, for your sinuses, they all come from one server. It's called the Gesserian ganglion or sphenopalatine ganglion. Now, let me take you to this next slide. I'm sure you've seen this pretty much in every medical office you go to. This is a chart of our autonomic nervous system. Autonomic nervous system is composed of two divisions. Number one, the sympathetic body. So, and that's yellow. So we see how all, pretty much all of our organs have a sympathetic connection to the spine. Now, this is your fight and flight. Basically, if a tiger walks in this room, me and you are going to run the fastest, me and you are going to jump the fastest. You've heard of mothers like literally pick up cars to save their child. So that's sympathetic is basically defend, attack, that sort of thing. The parasympathetic, which is the other division of it, is basically your detox, your chelation, your healing, et cetera, et cetera. And as you can see, all the organs are connected via the parasympathetic through multiple parasympathetic ganglions or servers. So in our body, we have one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight parasympathetic ganglions that control our parasympathetic function. Now, look at the top four right here. These top four, otic, submandibular, ciliary, basically are, going back to this slide, are these ganglions. One, two, three, four. So what I'm trying to say is that four of your major parasympathetic ganglions are connected to your dental health. These four parasympathetic ganglions that control your parasympathetic function are not only controlling your dental health, gum health, cranial health, but are also connected to the Gesserian, the motherboard, basically, that's connected to the fifth cranial nerve. If we look at it, if this is the lower jaw and this is the base of the cranium, look at the number of arteries, veins, neural connection through C1 through C7 that basically goes into our skull. And we know that this structure, if you look at the head and neck anatomy, this structure right here is responsible for musculoskeletal system, circuitry, lymphatic, oral cavity, nervous system, endocrine system, respiratory system, and intergluminatory system, which is inflammatory response, etc. So this engine right here, our engine here, basically, is such an important part of our health. So, so why, why would you want to contaminate it with mercury? Mercury or even cranial dysfunction, it doesn't allow proper movements, what's called cranial pulse, and also infections in the jaw. Now, um, I want to kind of bring up a little research that's been ongoing for years, is referred to as the Nun study, you know, Holy Father, the Nun study. This was in Baltimore. All the nuns went to the same 
dental school and medical school for all their treatment, which was given to them for free. And after when they passed away, they gave their body to science. Number one cause of death for the nuns was cognitive issues. And then it was breast cancer. And then it was, I think it was ovarian cancer. Now, when they went and looked at, the, at their brain, they realized there were certain spots in the brain that was responsible for their issues. So if they died of cognitive issues, there was one spot in the brain. If it was breast cancer, it was another spot. If it was ovarian cancer, it was another spot. So each spot was basically connected to their certain disease that they died of. Now, what they found, top three things they found in each of these lesions, number one was mercury. Number two was biofilm. Number three was aluminum. Now, the question was, there is no blood flow to the brain. There's a blood-brain barrier. How did these bacteria, how did this mercury toxicity get to the brain? The conclusion was axonal transport, which means that these viruses, these chemicals, these toxins are able to use this nervous system as basically a freeway to get to different parts of the body. So that I found to be very interesting also, and I wanted to share with you. So this is basically, again, what I call neural dentistry. And um, is, again, I'm just giving you guys a, giving you guys information on the science in reference to neural dentistry. Now, let's jump to basically mercury. Again, I've been attacked by having this lecture on so many different outlets, but Due to the recent research, I think that more research is presenting now through different entities that is basically confirming the toxicity of these mercury fillings. And now there's Proposition 65 that each patient needs to be informed that there is mercury in your silver fillings. Root canals are bad for you. They could cause cancer. Now, <laughs> interesting enough, if, you have, if you're a dental office and you have less than 10 employees, you can put the paperwork Proposition 65 somewhere in the bathroom behind the closet. No one really needs to see it. But if you have more than 10 employees in this dental office, then you need to put it eyesight for every patient to see. So that's really interesting also, you know. Now, let's talk about mercury fillings. As I said, mercury is the second most toxic substance on our earth. Mercury clearly affects our immune system. It's been observed for centuries now that has a lot to do with chronic viral and fungal and immune compromising patients such as even Parkinson's, Alzheimer, etc. Mercury basically inhibits cellular oxidation inhibits your macrophage and neutrophils, which is your immune response, and it defends against candida. Now, candida and mercury have a love and hate relationship. Every time, let's say for one reason or another, your mercury levels go up, your candida level goes up too, to protect you from that mercury toxicity. So why do I bring this up is, a lot of patients tell me that I'm going through candida toxicity to, you know, to dump my candida out of my system, but I'm feeling headaches. I feel a little schizophrenic. 
like I'm angry. I said, well, the thing is that as you're taking the candida out, you're disturbing that equilibrium. So for someone to deal, and I'm sure this is, you know this really well because you have supplements and uh, protocols in mercury detoxification. So they really have to go hand in hand. Now, we know that World Health Organization did a very, very interesting research between 1988 and 1994. $120 million was spent on the largest health survey in history. Now, this is World Health Organization before, not now. Yeah. You know, it's a little different now. Um, very different survey, organization. Yes, ma'am. <laughs> Um, survey size was, we should have another podcast on that, by the way. Uh, survey size was 35,000 people covering basically huge population. And they, these patients had mercury fillings and they had series of issues that was related back to the mercury. And when they went and took these mercury fillings out, there was no mention of any supplementations before, after, during, binders, chlorella, nothing. 89% of their allergies improved, 87 of chest pains, 97, 91% of depression, and you can kind of read through the rest. And this was only patients yeah, well, let's, who let's had go sickness. through it. Let's go through it. I think okay. people want to hear this. So, yeah. So, as I said, allergies improved 89% chest pain, 87%, depression, 91%. I have a friend of mine, well, not a friend, an associate in New York. He's a psychiatrist. He will not treat a patient with psych, psych issues unless they take the mercury fillings out. Dizziness, 88%. Memory loss, 73%. Fatigue, 80%. Headache, 87%. Insomnia, 78%. Irritability, 90%. Irregular heart rhythms, 87%. Vision problem 63. That is, it's astounding. And this is 1988 to 1994. Again, this is without supplementation, without binders, without chelation, et cetera, et cetera. Okay. So we know that the, believe it or not, we know that the silver amalgam fillings has a patent. The patent is owned by the, this is supposed to be another organization, um, not RDA, but uh, FDA. Okay, and ADA, the American Dental Association. So the patents on our silver fillings is owned by American Dental Association, another association that starts mm. with an F. How convenient. Very. It generates large amount of revenue. They, one of the things we've heard through our lawyers that are freedom fighters are mentioning to us that if ever let's see a American Dental Association comes out and says, you know what, we messed up. Mercury is bad. We were even good for the market. The lawsuits will be worse than the tobacco industry. That's how terrible it could be. And interesting enough, the, if you look at the patent law, the patent law, it says a device that is used outside of the body. So the patent on mercury fillings, a device that is used outside of the body. So really what the American Dental Association and other, these other health organizations are saying that our teeth are not a part of our body. That's, so our that's teeth a, that's incredible. is not attached. <laughs> They're not our inside body. our head either. Right. <laughs> now, there's a revolutionary <laughs> finding that your teeth 
through your nervous system, arterial, venous, lymphatic, are actually a part of your body. Wow, what yeah. a revelation. Very interesting stuff that's been that's coming out, you know? So, you know, Wendy, this drove me crazy is this, for years. Is this new research that's just come out? <laughs> just last <laughs> night, hot off the press. It drove me crazy. How could an organization get such a patent on a device that is used outside of the body? One night with a few friends, after a few refreshments, it came to me as I was walking back to my room. This was a conference. I was about to go to bed. It came to me. Now, you know, as we, as conception begins, there are certain cells, ectoderm, mesoderm, that are part of our development into this entity. Now, ectoderm is responsible for our nails, skin, and teeth. So the fact that our teeth originate from ectoderm, which is also responsible for nails and skin, that's how they got away with it. So I can only imagine the millions of dollars that were spent into make this happen. So that's where it's coming from. That's where really they were able to get away with this patent. You know, it's interesting. This is, I've asked this question to every dentist that I've had on the show. You know, why is mercury allowed in fillings? And you're the first person to mention that the, the FDA and the American Dental Association profit Correct. from the placement of mercury. Absolutely. So, products. you know, when I did the show, Good Morning Sacramento, years ago, that's what I basically presented the same thing that I'm telling you. And I also said that, so how could I trust my health to an organization that's making profit from this. It's like trusting my health to Enron or British Petroleum. So again, for me, I don't care how many research you show me. I don't care who presents whatever research. Mercury is the second most toxic substance on our periodic table. No amount of it is safe. Further, um, we know some of the first research that came out, it was basically mercury and our uh, dental amalgam effect on the cardiovascular system. And I have the research name and who people that did it right below. Of course, there's been much more since, since, but this was one of the first that was presented to us. We also knew that dental contribution to cancer, mercury, silver fillings basically is half, every silver fillings, that is titrated and placed in people's mouth is composed of 50% mercury filling. And the rest of it is copper, silver, and many other toxic trace elements that are mixed together that becomes this amalgam filling that is placed in their mouth. Now, most people with amalgam fillings have several grams of mercury in their teeth. And remember, it only takes only milligrams to cause health issues. And again, below... I have the research for you guys. Now, if you go to, for example, one of the websites called IAOMT, uh, it, or go to YouTube, there's a video. It's called The Smoking Tooth. How they took a 20-year-old tooth, 15-year-old tooth that was extracted. They used certain technology. They rubbed the silver filling with a eraser of a pencil, and you can see the vapor that's coming out. So as we're talking, as we're eating, as we're drinking, this vapor is constantly being released. Now, 
Another important part about this is that what we refer to as galvanic effect is whenever we put two metals next to each other, they create a battery effect. And this battery effect, remember when we went back to the picture of the, let me just get that back for you again. When we did the picture of this picture, why would you want to have a battery effect from silver fillings on top of the nerves that are connected to your parasympathetic ganglion? Why would you want that? Above and beyond the mercury toxicity, that battery effect will keep these nerves on a charge. And depending on your immune system, your immune system adapts and develops. And that's been one of the major issues with patients who call me. I went to a biological dentist. Every time I get my mercury fillings removed, the tooth dies. I can't just, I want to get them out. I have to get them out. But every time I go to a biological dentist, I take a mercury, the tooth dies. Why? Well, it's because when suddenly that battery effect is removed, these nerve endings start firing. And if that surge is not controlled through neural therapy, which is basically trigger point injections, or acupuncture with an advanced acupuncture to get rid of that surge, to create harmony again, these teeth die. Can you talk a little bit about gold fillings and what happens when a patient has gold fillings and mercury fillings in their mouth simultaneously? That is double whammy. You're in double trouble. Um, research has shown us, well, let's take a step back. There is no real gold left in America, number one. You know, that's part of it, pure gold. I know that uh, once a year, there's a company that comes to my office. They pick up all the broken crowns, whatever that I have. They refurbish them. So they take all this metal gold, they melt it, and they resell it back to the companies. And we know that they add certain dyes, colors into it to make it more look like gold. So if you're talking about real gold, good gold, proper gold. We know that if you have a gold crown and mercury, well, above and beyond the battery effect that I just mentioned, the vapor that is released from mercury fillings is actually absorbed by these gold fillings. Hmm. Now, the worst is when you've had a mercury filling that was shaved and a gold crown was placed on it, that's even more dangerous. So that, again, through the nervous system, keeps above and beyond the toxicity vapor, keeps that nerve ending and the associated organs and the ganglions at a charge. So for example, if I have a mercury filling on a tooth that's connected that, and that tooth is connected to a certain organ, there's, oh, there's a connective charge that's going on. As soon as this is removed, that charge becomes a short circuit. So that's why through trigger point injection or acupuncture, we try to overcome that surge that's happening. So that's the thing with gold. Now, placing gold crowns, gold fillings is truly an art. There's only one person I know that actually measures the voltage of each teeth with the corresponding gold crown. Gold crown to make sure they're adaptable and it doesn't harm your energy. 
your central nervous system, your autonomic system, as we talked about in the, in the early slides, and is truly a talent. If my patient asks for gold onlays, inlays fillings, I refer my patients to that specific dentist. So you go into your dentist, you want to have these mercury fillings out, and what they're going to put instead? Well, depending on how much tooth structure there's left, they could do a composite tooth colored filling for you. And let's talk about composites. Composites are plastic material. They are full of BP, methylmethacrylate, polymethacrylate. And they also off-gas. So you're taking one evil for another. Now, there are good, clean composites out there, which are more like glass-like material, very advanced, but they're very expensive. So if you go into your dentist and you want to have mercury fillings taken above and beyond all the, all the contamination and the vapors and the protection, you want to make sure you get the MSDS sheet of the material that's going to be used for your tooth. Unfortunately, most dentists try to keep their overhead down. So they purchase the cheapest ones that are out there that they could use at Fast and Furious. And then, of course, there's biocompatibility. Some patients can't stand certain materials. So again, we can do maybe another podcast on biocompatibility at another time. So dental material now to replace that mercury fillings is a whole nother world. You know, that you have to be really careful what's, what instead is going into your mouth. The laboratory is in the United States. What kind of technology they use? You want to look at their material. So it's basically going down the rabbit hole further and further, you know? I personally use advanced kinesiology and heart rate variability to be able to see which materials are better for my patients. Um, there are certain tests out there, a biocompatibility test that uses your blood basically to tell you which materials are good for you. Well, you know, blood is a filtering mechanism and it's constantly changing. So if I'm sick, if I'm mercury poisoned and my, dent and my doctor tells me you gotta get your mercury fillings out, and I go give a blood test to see which materials were, my blood is really polluted. So what we found out with these patients is that right at that time when they're toxic, when they still have mercury fillings, their body is telling us one thing. But after two years, when they go through chelation, detoxification, what have you, the body becomes allergic to what was placed. So again, it's a quite interesting subject. But one really has to do their homework or make sure that they are with a proper experienced dentist that is not only advanced in neural dentistry, but biomimetic dentistry, works with proper acupuncture or certain naturopathic doctors who understand that. And of course, use the same, use the safe methods and protocols. And that would be you, correct? <laughs> <laughs> I, I do the I do the best that I can. You know, um, I am a biomimetics certified instructor, so I have the biological experience and teachings and knowledge in reference to biomimetic dentistry. Now, interesting. Last year, Delta Dental gave out a survey. Eighty-seven percent of all teeth that end up getting crowns are going to end up getting root canals. So in biometric dentistry, we truly try to avoid crowns as much as possible. 
Yeah. And so you're my personal dentist and I can, I can assure you that you are doing things that I've I've just never even heard of. You're just working on a very, very deep, uh, holistic level, looking at, you know, the person's, you know, meridians and, and their energy field and and just so many other things that you're addressing and, and looking to preserve, uh, and optimize when you're working on someone's teeth. And so uh, I had another question about mercury fillings. So, uh, so how can someone remove them safely? So someone here is listening, uh, you know, the majority of people have mercury fillings placed in their mouth. What is the best way to go about uh, getting them removed? First, you need a competent dentist who has, who has biological understanding, neural understanding of what is been happening to this to your body due to your mercury fillings and what happens when you have these mercury fillings removed that's number one they have to have that understanding and knowledge number two is to make sure that that dentist has advanced restorative and adhesive training in dentistry which is biomimetic dentistry. Not that they took a weekend course. No, they took number of courses and got certified and they have their certificate from Academy of Biomimetic Dentistry. So I would say those are top two. Now, there is the Huggins protocol out there, how to keep you safe. There's the SMART protocol out there, how to keep you safe. And you can Google it, see all the criterias, and make sure your dentist is SMART certified or Dr. Huggins certified. I get two types of patients, really. I get an athlete that comes to me, Olympic athlete or you know, healthy, strong. I've heard about these issues. I want to have these mercury fillings removed now because I don't want it to catch up with me down the line. Strong individual, they have good chelation patterns, detox patterns. They're healthy. I would say, you know, from zero to 10, they're nine plus, plus, plus. Those patients are easy. We make sure they're getting their electrolytes, they're getting enough water. We put them on some supplementation and we, and binders, mouth rinses, and we gently remove these mercury fillings and they do great. But when you have a patient that's dealing with advanced autoimmune issues, possible cancer, Alzheimer's, um, you know, all these other issues, health crises, we have to go above and beyond. It's not that easy. So for those patients that are dealing with these issues, please don't go to anyone that just has a nice website. Make sure what we're talking about right now is covered 100%. For these patients, I will not work with them unless they are seeing someone that is helping them, advising them like you and your protocol or a good naturopath that is able to help me, you know, through this protocol. Of course, I always recommend intravenous IV support right at the time of removal or right after. Like IV vitamin C and glutathione and things like that. Exactly. Well, you know, you can't really mix glutathione and vitamin C together in the same bag. They have to be administered a little differently. And just FYI. So we want to make sure 
we follow the same protocol. So not only that these teeth don't die upon removal and end up, you know, getting needing root canals, but we want to make sure the patient's taken through safely. So those are the basics that I would recommend. And of course, again, every patient's a little bit, little different. You know, I have a patient that I can't even keep my Wi-Fi on when she comes to the office Hmm. because she goes on a sympathetic fight. Her nervous system goes crazy. You know, so every patient is different. Yeah, it's interesting Um, you just said that I just made a connection because I used to have several mercury fillings that I had removed when I was 21. uh And I just made a connection between uh, my tooth dying and having to have a root canal and a cap following, you know, a couple of years after that extraction. Right. Number one thing we're seeing, even in our healthy patients is, you know, mercury fillings are basically our metal. And through years of drinking hot, drinking cold, biting, this metal expands and shrinks. And for that starts putting fracture lines into the tooth. I can't tell you how many patients come to me. I had my mercury fillings removed you know, we did biocompatibility testing. I saw the acupuncture. I followed all your instructions, but why is my tooth still hurting? Well, when we get into it, there were fracture lines that were missed during the replacement of these mercury fillings. See, if the tooth has a fracture and you take the metal out and you pop some material on there, well, every time patient's biting down, that fracture is elongating itself. So as a biomimetic dentist, we're trained in the ribbon technique. The ribbon technique are basically thin sheets of Kevlar that is used for you know, uh, bulletproof vests that we strategically place underneath the fillings over the fractures to act as a shock absorber. So that's another reason why a biomimetic dentist is required. And to be honest with you, I don't know of any biomimetic biological dentists right now in the United States. Last week, I had a patient of mine that went to a dentist that pretended to be biological and biomimetic. When I had a talk with this patient and explained the difference between biological and biomimetic, the patient called the dentist and confronted that doctor. Within minutes, he removed his association with biomimetic dentistry. So just because someone has a good website, someone is good looking or have a beautiful display, doesn't mean they know what they're doing. Yeah. Yeah. And it's interesting. I came to you one time also because I had, I was having severe tooth pain in one of my teeth that I definitely had a mercury feeling removed at one point because my, my whole mouth was full of mercury uh, when I was 21 and I had them replaced with composite, but I had tooth fracture that was causing me intense pain. And then you'd recommend it to, you know, pull the tooth uh, at, at that point. For me, it just wasn't salvageable. Like uh, there was a very, very large uh, fracture. Um, but yeah, and it's, uh, I just thank you so much because I, it's, you know, really, really helped me so much to, to get the correct information. I think most dentists would have just put some composite on there correct. and uh, done a root canal, what have you, and set me on my way. I have number of patients come to me similar issues, but they're also clenching and grinding, you know, so take everything we just talked about and add clenching and grinding to it. You know, why do I, why is this tooth dying? You know, this is even a natural tooth. And now with the mercury filling on top of it, 
it's even worse. And that was me too. I was uh, in a very that's stressful why, period and I was, you know. That's why, that's why I brought it up. <laughs> yeah, I was uh, clenching and grinding. And let's talk about that a little bit because I think that's something that a lot of people are doing, especially now people are so stressed Absolutely. Uh, from the pandemic Absolutely. and there's a lot of fear, there's a lot of big release of fear and, and uncertainty going on in the world right now. Um, so what is happening? What are the effects of grinding and clenching and what can people do about it? Well, Definitely we can talk about it and we will. But for me, I'm always been a curious individual and I know I know why, 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 why are you clenching grinding? If I'm able to find out why you're clenching grinding, then I know how to take care of it. Clenching and grinding happens due to some sort of a gain and loss within your system. In in what your system is losing faster than is able to repair itself and gain itself. So it's a not only a muscular issue, but a neural issue, joint issue, and psychological issue. We see patients that due to a lot of bad dental work, the harmony of their bite as it relates to their cranium and the rest of the body has been lost. I had a filling done, it never felt right, I kept going back to the dentist. They kept adjusting it and adjusting it and adjusting it. And they took off, took tooth off from the above tooth. I had to get the crown redone. You know, all of these things. And that repetition, the harmony of the bite cranium is gone. So what happens when these muscles of the head and neck going to spasm? Well, whenever muscles going to spasm, they get shorter. And as they get shorter, number one thing that happens, the lower jaw gets retreated backward. When the lower jaw gets retreated backward, it takes the tongue and the epiglottis back with it, cuts your airway. If you, like all these sleep apnea devices, what are they meant to do? Bring the lower jaw forward. So your body now wants to push your lower jaw forward so you can get oxygen in, but muscle memory takes it back it becomes a vicious cycle. And that cycle embeds itself into your brain function and to your basically autonomic nervous system. So whenever your body starts stressing, the clenching grinding stop, starts again. I have patients that have gone through my bite protocol, clenching, grinding. They did just fine. As soon as something traumatic happened to them, they started clenching and grinding. So there's that combination. So I always tell my patients at the end of the treatment, if you're under stress, put your appliance back in again to protect your teeth, to protect the function. We also know that, again, bite cranium, your cranium is responsible for lymphatic movement. So if this cranium is not, which is called a cranial pulse. Now, if this cranium is not able to open properly as association with the rest of the body, so then the lymphatic get sort of clogged up. And another movement of clenching and grinding is to help pump the lymphatic down. And remember, when I'm talking about the muscle of the head and neck, I'm really talking about the muscles of the bite, upper shoulders, neck, all these balancing muscles. When these muscles get tense, they start impinging upon the blood flow to the head and neck and the dumping of toxins out. That's when you get our patients say, we have no lymphatic movement. I have foggy brain. I forget things because that's not happening properly. 
There's probably over about 25 different types of explanations about clenching and grinding that's available to us. Again, I've taken all these courses, asked thousands of questions, but they all focus on this right here. No one is looking at shoulders and hip. So that's why I always pay attention to all of that. When I see a patient that comes in, one shoulder is here, one shoulder is down here, the cranium completely has shifted, the eyes are off, the ears are off, the hip is off. No matter what I do here, I can never get that patient well. So I have to have a more broader therapy that I work with, not just me, with an osteopath and a chiropractor to help them bring in back to alignment. And only when we bring in back to proper alignment that everything is happy, that's when the clenching and the grinding stops. Yeah. And that's, that's really good advice to that, that you need to continue using your, uh, you know, your, your night guard. And, and you have a very special one that you devise, you have patents on it's the one that, that I use. And uh, that's good advice to continue to use it when you're stressed, but anyone out there, I urge you, if you're going to your dentist and they see wear patterns on your teeth, don't ignore that uh, because Correct. it could cost you your teeth. Uh, in the future. I, I knew I was gr uh, clenching and grinding, but I didn't know that in the future I could lose a tooth as a result of that, or I'd, I would have been more diligent about wearing my night guard. Well, it's interesting you say that about those wear facets. So what happens as you're getting those wear facets, this dimension, this vertical dimension, because of loss of tooth structure, gets shorter and shorter and shorter, which puts more tension on the muscles and the joints. And remember, one millimeter of tooth loss in the back means three millimeters in the front. Hmm. So I see patients that they have clinched and grind so much that their upper lower teeth in the front are contacting each other so hard. And they tell me, why do I have headaches always here? Because of that. At the end of the day, when we bring our patients into harmony, when with the help with my work and my chiropractor or osteopath, but when you bring them back in harmony, we do need to go back and level the bite. So they don't have to wear the appliance anymore. They're only wearing it at night. And let me tell you, this therapy actually works for our athletes as well. Right now, I have two Olympic athletes in the winter for the Winter Olympics that I've been that I'm helping. And the CEO of this organization has reached out to me, very curious how through my appliance, I was able to increase these athletes tensile strength by more than 10%. Hmm. So if you see me on Winter Olympics with a Dr. Panner Banner out there, <laughs> and you made it. But yeah, they're yeah. curious, how was I able to increase their tensile strength by just using my appliance and bringing the right in more harmonious place, That's amazing. which is a big thing for an athlete. One percent oh, yeah. is a huge difference. Yes, 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 yes. And so, is there anything else that you want to tell us about mercury fillings and how to remove them properly for anyone out there that's uh, you know concerned about this, alarmed by what you said today, and wants to have them removed? Definitely do your homework. As a dentist, I have a curriculum vitae, a CV that basically says for the past 25 years, every course that I have taken and the continuing education units or residencies and what have you, make sure you get access to that to make sure that your dentist is up to date with some of the most advanced materials 
um, pathways of restorative dentistry, adhesive dentistry, um, member of proper organizations, not just they pay their, you know, one weekend. And like, like this weekend is the IOMT conference in Bellevue, Washington. I guarantee you Monday, a lot of new biological dentists are going to be coming to the market because they did the weekend course and now they're biological dentists. So don't fall for that. You know, at the end of the day, teeth dentistry is an art form. You want to make sure that you're involved with someone who has a truly enough experience and the best ways to make sure they are certified by these holistic biological dental associations, especially in SMART protocol, and that they have advanced experience in biomimetic dentistry or adhesive restorative dentistry. Yeah, fantastic. And if you're truly dealing with a lot of healing crisis, a lot of autoimmune diseases, Alzheimer's, you know, et cetera, et cetera, you want to make sure you get your dentist and your naturopath have a very close relationship together. You are constantly working with both of them. That's yeah. my feedback for you guys. And so if someone has cancer, do you feel like it, it's like the chicken or the egg kind of conundrum, as we know that the metals are promote cancers, but should they have the mercury fillings removed or do, can cancer patients be too fragile well, for that? Depends what stage they're at. If they're in, if it's just starting remission or very active. Now, a lot of doctors that they see that they're seeing, unfortunately, they're not like I was speaking to a, uh, to the specialist that, uh, that, that my patient was seeing. And when I even talked about vitamin C, I wanted to get his approval for using vitamin C intravenously while I was removing these mercury fillings. This is what he told me. Well, this is not the norm and I cannot allow it to happen because he had never heard about even mercury being toxic or using intravenous IV to have mercury fillings removed. So really it's, so for these patients, I rely on my advanced naturopaths who are deals who, who also focus, their practice also focus with patients that are dealing with cancer. I don't try to know it all because there's so much going on with this patient that I definitely need help. And what are your protocols for uh, pre and post mercury filling removal? Depends on who the patient is. The basics is I want to make sure they're drinking clean water. Not, not dead water, basically water that's pH proper and has minerals and electrolytes in it, which is hard to find. So you have to buy minerals separately, buy electrolytes separately, kind of mix it together every day. Make sure they're on basic binders, uh, either uh, charcoal or chlorella. I want to make sure that I know about any scars on their body that they have. Yeah, these are all healthier patients. So this stuff starts about two to three weeks before surgery, before removing a mercury fillings. Again, if they have multiple areas through muscle testing, I want to know which area the body wants me to go after first. I just don't jump into it. You can, I don't. If they have any scars that are below the head and neck, and I know that scar is going to start firing or be a short circuit when this equilibrium is altered, 
I want to make sure they're able to get, get neural therapy or some sort of a scar treatment with acupuncture or what other stuff right after my treatments. I don't do IVs at my practice right now anymore because number one is really hard to find. And the uh, different organizations are really watching me like a hawk. Why am I? So I basically send my patients out to a friend, naturopath, an associate to get the IVs done. That's very important as well. And make sure you are, if the patient is clenching and grinding and you take mercury fillings out, well, you're kind of irritating the system more. So you want to have proper precautions to make sure that you know, you do all this work, the patient doesn't go home and just clench and grinds the bejesus out of that tooth. So again, every patient is different, but again, rubber dam, big elephant suction. I look like Darth Vader, you know, with my mask. <laughs> I have ionizers and special filters going on in the room to take the mercury out. So I'm not putting it to my next patient, the next operatory or to my assistants. I actually tell my, I have a private room for this with special suctions. And I actually tell my, pay, my uh, employees, my dental assistant to leave the room because even though with all the precautions, I still don't want to take any chances. And both of my assistants are young. I'm sure they want to have babies in the future. So in my heart, I cannot, even with all the precautions, expose them to, to the vapor. Um, I've personally done some tests and without my gear, mask, gloves, creams, all of that. Every time I remove mercury fillings, my mercury levels go up, even though with all these precautions. We know that mercury can zip into anything. So you have, we have to wear 15 gloves over the, each other to be able to prevent mercury going through my gloves to my skin. Wow. So there's a special cream, industrial cream I have to put on and then put my gloves on. So you know, we just sat here and, and we talked about for the past hour about all the protocols, but believe me, still my, my mercury levels go up. But thank God I have good chelation. I have good detoxification. So truly after these, I'm at the infrared sauna, you know, I'm boosting up on my greens, on my chlorella to pull it out, pee it out and sweat it out. Yeah. I mean, a lot of dentists are not using those precautions and have been, you know, working with mercury their entire life. So it's not surprising that the dentistry profession has the highest suicide rate. Correct. Now, you know, I used to, uh, I used to participate in forensic dentistry years ago. And number one cause of suicide was dentist and the city coroner's office always related to schizophrenia. Now we know that you see, you see this little wire has a little plastic covering over it. So does our nervous system. That mesh, that's electrical mesh, has a protein protection called the tubulin, which is full of myelin. And we know that mercury destroys that myelin right away. Lack of myelin, my, myelin causes schizophrenia. So when I was with the uh, forensic division doing forensic dentistry, every dentist that came in, I ordered a mercury panel. The mercury was above and beyond any amount you can think of. After a few tests, I was actually let go. <laughs> they told me, thank you so much, you know, don't come back again. Because I, it, would, they, they had, it was costing them money to run these, uh, these laboratories. So but you're just this causing is trouble everywhere you go. 
I try. I try. Well, I'm a curious individual. You know, I want to know. I want to know. If I know, then I can help. Um, I would, and, and that curios- curiosity is what got me here to this point. Yeah. So I truly want to help patients that truly need my help. If you come to me with one mercury pebble filling, I probably will refer you to an associate to do it. But if you are dealing with healing crisis and you truly need my specialty, that's really where, I, where I'd be involved kind of putting myself in danger to help my patients. Because again, every time I do this, I got to deal with my own system as well, with my own health as well. Yeah. Yeah. And so where are you located? Where can patients come and enjoy your services? Uh, right now, I'm in Los Angeles, California. Um, actually, within the next few months, we're launching a satellite practice uh, in Northern San Francisco by Santa Rosa area. I do do some consulting in Mexico at Lelou's Wellness Center. This is where um, I'm a consultant and I have other dentists that I've hired um, that follow my protocol strictly with me being present. We are working on some projects in Paris. I'm waiting for my license to go through. I was sponsored by a very advanced medical clinic there and possibly in Miami. I don't know. We'll see. Um, there's another project we're working on, but that's more facial aesthetics kind of, which uh, I can't wait till our next podcast so I can share about facial aesthetics in dentistry. Yeah, that would be fantastic. Yes, and in your office in Mexico, that's in Chihuahua in, that's in, in, in Northern in, Mexico. Correct. Uh, it's by a little town called Casa Grande. So if you just Google La Luz uh, Wellness Center, boom, okay, it's right fantastic. there. And this is where we have a hotel actually. And we have a medical division. This is where patients come stay days, weeks, months at a time and go through detox, chelation, improvements. And of course, dentistry is the first line of defense. So we've made it very convenient for our patients that are truly need our help to be there. So we're present. We have a 24-hour chef, all organic home. You know, uh, the, the food is actually being grown within the same colony so again, we take really good care of our patients there. And where can people reach out to you and find you if they want to work with you? Uh, my website is uh, systemicdentist.com. Info at systemic.com is the best way to get in touch with me. Okay, I travel so much. So um, I, I try to answer the phone here and there myself as well. But that's the best way to get in touch with me. Okay. Fantastic. Fantastic. Well, uh, Dr. Panampur, thanks so much for coming on the show. Are there any parting words that you'd like to give the listeners? There's always sunshine at the end of every storm. So we all need to focus on that sunshine. You know, hard times will eventually end, but hard people, strong people keep on going. So, you know, let's fight for the good fight. Let's protect the ones that can't protect themselves. And let's keep our curiosity going especially this day and age with all this craziness with COVID-19 and 20 and 21 and 22 that are on their way. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Well, Dr. Panamore, thank you so much for coming on the show. And everyone, uh, Dr. Panamore is my personal dentist. This is who I go to. This is who I trust with uh, my teeth and my daughter's teeth. And, uh, and he is absolutely the best dentist in the United States. Highly, highly recommend working with him. So everyone, thanks so much for tuning into the show. And I I really appreciate you taking uh, time out of your busy schedule to tune in every week. And I absolutely love uh, doing this show and bringing you all of these different guests and their expertise. And I spent a work really hard to find uh, the the very best people 
on the planet that really know what they're talking about so that you can live your best life and enjoy the health and the joy that you deserve. So thanks for tuning in. I'm Wendy Myers of MyersDetox.com and I'll talk to you guys next week. The Myers Detox Podcast is created and hosted by Wendy Myers. This podcast is for information purposes only. Statements and views expressed on this podcast are not medical advice. This podcast, including Wendy Myers and the producers, disclaim responsibility for any possible adverse effects from the use of information contained herein. Opinions of guests are their own, and this podcast does not endorse or accept responsibility for statements made by guests. This podcast does not make any representations or warranties about guest qualifications or credibility. Individuals on this podcast may have direct or indirect financial interest in products or services referred to herein. If you think you have a medical problem, consult a licensed physician.